This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let me just finish up my, my thought about Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. When you look at that Jet schedule, and once again, it's going to be a challenge, right? Your job this year is to try to get Zach Wilson up to speed and find out what his improvement has been. And the only way to find out what his improvement has been is to keep him on the field. Now, here comes the interesting question. If Joe Flacco is got this team playing well, hypothetically, let's say they win the first game, right, against Baltimore, and you say, okay, well, you know, we got Cleveland on the road. There's no need to rush Zach Wilson back. Let's let Joe Flacco play that game. And he's 2-0. and And now Wilson's ready, but, you know, like, you're torn, right? There's no rush to rush him back because you have in whom you consider a experienced backup quarterback who should be able to hold the fort until your starter gets back. Right? Super Bowl MVP. As uh, Robert Sala reminded the media today, he's cool, he's calm, he knows what to do. All right? And last year he kind of showed you that he could run this offense. The issue was the offensive line didn't give him a lot of time to throw in some situations, so he was struggling. But assuming that this offensive line is going to be better, all right, and Dwayne Brown's supposed to come in tonight, so he'll be your left tackle. All right, you got Tomlinson at the, at, at the left guard. You've got uh, Vera Tucker at the, at the right guard, and you've got uh, Fant move now to right tackle, back to right tackle. All right, so you, you've, got, you, you've got a pretty solid, solid offensive line. And I do think your running game is going to be better than it was last year. All right? I mean, even Gordon Damer talks about Brees Hall, that he's, he just he says this guy's going to be – he can't imagine him not being a very, very talented player and a breakout guy. Okay? And this is from a Dolphin fan. So – you have, and, and Michael Carter showed you a lot last year as well. So I think at the running back, running back by committee, you've got some versatility there from running and catching the ball. Much like Saquon Barkley catching the ball with the Giants. And so, and I do think the tight ends make a difference for this team. I really do. I really do. For their, especially, I think, in the red zone. They're going to be very good. And you've got, you know, you've got some guys that can stretch the field for you at your wide receiver core. All right? So, you know, if... It just tells you, if they're playing well without Zach Wilson, is there really a rush for you to put Wilson back? Because remember, you're looking at a team that hasn't made the postseason in over a decade. So if I've got the opportunity to, ideally, I would like to win the games with my young quarterback so he learns along the way. I mean, that would be a perfect situation. But if but <laughs> if the guy I've got right now is performing and performing well, hypothetically, am I really in a rush to put back a quarterback whom I not sure what he is? And once again, I know I have to find out, and the only way to find out is to play him. But it's going to be an interesting decision when that comes up. It's similar to the decision that the Giants have. 
All right, we've had the caller, we've had a writer or two mention that they believe that Tyrod Taylor is going to end up having to take over for Daniel Jones because of just they don't expect Daniel Jones to really be able to master this offense and to be able to be effective with it. And you could see that Tyrod Taylor is familiar with it, and it's just a different look for him. It's second nature to him. So once again, as in the Giants who are in where the Jets were last year, the Giants are in evaluation mode. Okay, yeah, of course they want to win, but they're primarily in evaluation mode. So does that mean that once they move to Tyrod Taylor, the evaluation is done? That Tyrod Taylor, that, that Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback and we'll he'll be our you know, bridge quarterback and we'll go to the draft and we'll find one. But if he is the guy and you find a way to um, win games, then how good is your draft choice going to be, right? Don't you have to stay with Daniel Jones if he's struggling to make sure that you get your decision that he's not the guy, you move on from him, but you're able to draft a quarterback high enough that he you will get a quarterback that could make a difference, not a quarterback that is going to be either a process or, you know, when you have to do some work with. So that's the tricky thing with the Giants, right? Do you win? I mean, of course, you know, you, you want to – your ultimate job always is to win. It's just how are you winning? And that's the way both teams have to figure this out now because both of your quarterbacks are under evaluation. That's, that's, that's what makes it interesting. It just does. So for Flacco, it's how has he got the team going when Wilson comes back? And for Daniel Jones, it's, well, how bad is he? It, are you losing games? Are you losing games because Daniel Jones giving you poor quarterback play? Okay, is that why you're losing games? And that'll be the determination. Mike's in Long Island. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. Hey, wanted to talk to you about your Wilson Flacco take. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a a, a place where you're starting Joe Flacco in any scenario over Zach Wilson when everything this team has done this entire offseason has been investing in Zach Wilson in his future. I get the whole the Flacco might be better than him at this point in time. That makes sense. But everything they've done is about Wilson and his development. If Joe Flacco has this team, hypothetically, Mike, if Joe Flacco has this team 3-0, and you have no problem bringing Wilson back. Zero. Zero hesitation on that. Okay. That, right. that, Joe Flacco's 38. That's great. He's a, he, he came in to be the backup quarterback. He knows mm-hmm. that. The Jets know that. That's why he's there. Everything they've done is for, his, is for Zach Wilson's development. Right. I hear you. So but I'm just saying, in theory, I'm just saying, in theory, okay, you're also trying to win games. Are you confident that you can win games with Zach Wilson? I'm not confident that you can win games with Zach Wilson yet. I'm not. Uh, neither. But I'm not. I'm not confident in that either. Uh, but everything we have to find that out, though, and that's the season we do it. If if they're three and zero, and we still get fourteen games of Zach Wilson, and if he's the guy, it's great. He's the guy. If he's not the guy, now we know. 
But you know who's not the guy? 38-year-old Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. But it doesn't okay. mean that you can move on from Flacco either. Maybe you go out and maybe you go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I don't God, know. Please don't do that. But oh, I'm just saying. God. But I'm just saying it would be another option because what I'm well, only thing I'm saying to you is hypothetically, Mike, and thanks for the phone call and your thoughts. All I think I'm saying is hypothetically is, yeah, you need to find out. You're absolutely right. You need to find out what's going on with Zach Wilson. You do. But you also are looking at a team that's not been to the playoffs in over a decade. Okay, so I'm just saying there's, you know, there comes a time where you have to make a decision here. Yeah, you, no, you're not going to. No, absolutely. There's no question that Joe Flacco is not the future of this team. Absolutely not. But does it mean that, okay, maybe we give Zach Wilson some more time to learn because we're not quite sure that he's up to where we think? That's, that's going to be the question. Of course they want to have Zach Wilson as the quarterback. That's why they drafted him. That's why they were hoping that he would be able to play a full season. But once again, that's another concern. Okay, I want my franchise quarterback to be available. Again, I'm losing him. I'm just missing time again. That's a concern. All these things go into your evaluation. And the fact that not that because injuries happen. So it's not that he got hurt. It's the decision he made to get hurt, okay? The decision he made when all he had to do was go out of bounds. Remember, it's preseason. If it's a regular season game, okay, maybe I'm, my thought process is a little different. Okay, if it's a regular season game, okay, I want to get as many yards as I can because I'm trying to move. I get it. In a regular season game, it's totally different. This is your first preseason game. First one. And obviously, the goal is to get out of it without getting hurt. That's the goal. Everybody's goal is to do that. That's why the Philadelphia Eagles sideline went wild when Williams had that late hit on Hurts. The last thing you want to do is, oh, that's not what you want to do. <laughs> that's not it. Not it at all. All right, so... A lot of things that go into this decision. But, no, I agree with you. They want they want Zach Wilson to have that issue. They want him to play. It's just what have they seen in practices that we don't see? Okay, what are they seeing? What, what, are, the, what are the things when they look at video of him that they're seeing, that they're saying, okay, some of these mistakes he shouldn't be making now. That's where we're going. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for sharing your Sunday with us. Let's head back to the phones. Ray's in the Bronx. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, partner. What's up? I'm good, too. Listen, age is just a number. Put Joe <laughs> Flacco in now, and I say that because you don't want to be 0-7 and, and say, oh, look at the Jets. No, Flacco, put him in. As long as he can throw and he's healthy – I'm 100% behind Flacco. That's the way it should be. Put him in now. You're not going to, you know, we don't know. Like you said, you don't know what's going to happen for this. You're going to put somebody in that you're not sure about. But Flacco, I think he's a guaranteed go. I would put him in. I hear what you're saying, Ray, and thanks for the phone call. But keep in mind now, look, the, the, the Jets really are committed to Zach Wilson. They are. The only reason we're even having this, this hypothetical uh, conversation is because of the fact that uh, Joe, uh, that uh, Zach Wilson is going to miss a couple of games, and Joe Flacco is going to is going to be the starter. So you definitely know he's starting against Baltimore, and he has the opportunity to start the second game, which I believe is Cleveland. 
So that's the only reason we're having this conversation. If there was no injury, there would be no doubt that Zach Wilson would be, would be your starter, and rightfully so. You drafted him to be the quarterback of the future. He was the quarterback of the future. Last year, he ended the season with some positive things. So you want to see if there was a carryover, if he picked some things up, if there was, uh, you know, with more uh, talent around him, which you have supplied, that once again, we would see, hopefully, the better quarterback than we saw last year with more experience and more grasp of the offense and better weapons around him. And once again, it is a short sample size, right? We just looked at two series in the first preseason game. It's just the re- the other reason we're having this is it's the it's the mistake it's the mistake and it's it's the it's the judgment that you're looking at, right? The 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 judgment in throwing the ball after you predetermined where you were going, so the linebacker had dropped back in the coverage and you didn't see that. The mistake in bad judgment of you just instead of going out of bounds in a preseason game, you're fighting to get more yards. You made a cutback and you go, okay, the cutback is nice. Okay. But once again, it's preseason. You don't need to do that. All right. So that's what that's. And I just said, hypothetically, if Flacco was, you know, getting the team rolling, you know, how quick are you to put Zach Wilson back in? Now you might be real quick. Okay, they they want to see what's going on. I'm not saying that I'm under no circumstance that I think that Joe Flacco was going to be the starting quarterback for the whole season, that Zach Wilson would never have a chance to get his job back. It's not what I was saying. I was just curious as to how soon you would bring him back. Okay, because I would think that going through that tough stretch where you you march through a bunch of playoff teams that you're going to face after your first four games that are winnable games, uh, you would want him to get back in to have at least a game before he went through that gauntlet. So I I have no problem with them coming back to him. I was just curious as to when they would make that decision. So that would be the interesting thing for me, especially if they're playing well. If they're not playing well, then they're going to bring Zach Wilson back as soon as possible. <laughs> okay? They're going to bring him back as soon as possible because – if, if, if we're losing, we want to lose, you know, we want to lose with with the guy we're trying to get more experience with because we're losing anyway. I mean, that that would be the scenario if you had a rookie quarterback and you had a veteran and the team gets off to the bet, the slow start, then why am I going with the veteran? Let me bring the rookie in and let him learn. That would be that same scenario. So that's what I'm thinking about here as far as the Jets are concerned. So – a couple of weeks ago, and all through this whole situation, as I switched to the NBA with the Brooklyn Nets, my theory has always been, and it's been based on folks I've spoken with privately. It's been uh, folks I've interviewed that you've heard on the air here on 98.7 about Kevin Durant and his perspective, that I didn't think that he would be a guy that would sit out if he wasn't traded, that I felt that he was a guy who has always been uh, identified as a person who loves the game, as a person who just all he wants to do is play basketball in a sense of not that that's all he's about, but from when the season's here, he just loves the game and he loves the competition of basketball. And that's what he wants to do. And he would not be, as I said, compared him to, like a James Harden who would just sit out and just say, you know, 
I'm not playing here. And I'm willing to sit out like a, a, like a Ben Simmons. I'm not playing. You're going to have to make a decision on me, and I'm just leaving. Okay, I'm not going to play. Period. That's what I'm saying. But now I'm starting to get a different view. Here's our Brian Windhorst on the Hoop Collective podcast. And this first, this is first of KD's meeting with Joe Sy. Here's what Brian Windhorst had to say. I think he wanted to be closer to being traded after the meeting. And so I think that this round goes to the Nets. He may still get what he wants, but this round yeah. goes to the Nets. Um, not that there's a winner in this situation. All right. So, Brian, what's the possibility of Durant holding out of camp? If indeed he doesn't show up to training camp, then we're going to, this is going to, they're going to pour gasoline on this. Yeah. Because now there's going to be a collective bargaining agreement negotiation going on at the same time. That's happening. But like the deadline for them to, to agree is in December. They can push the deadline back, but that's going to be going on in earnest this fall. You're going to have him potentially losing paychecks. You're going to have is a daily story. Nash has got to talk about it every day. The players got to talk about it every day. You got to, you're going to ask Ben about it. They're going to ask Kyrie about it. That to me, you know, know, it's, it's not boiling yet. A week ago, if you had asked me, will Kevin Durant hold out a training camp if he's not traded? I'd have been like, eh, I can't see it. Now I can see it. Wow. And that's a major, that's a major change. And you're not worried about Kyrie talking about it because Kyrie just won't answer it. I mean, they, I mean, the Nets paid the fine for him not even speaking to the media. <laughs> so that, that's not the issue about Kyrie having to deal with it. And, and Ben Simmons hasn't, I mean, Ben Simmons doesn't talk to the media and play. So that's a, that's a whole other situation. So I'm just curious for you, NBA fans, for you, Brooklyn Net fans, do you is there do you see the possibility do you see the possibility of Kevin Durant actually holding out not coming to training camp because he wants to be traded away so bad he's willing to give up money This is the Larry Hardesty show on 98.7 ESPN 3-2 Yankees bottom of the ninth Okay, who starts the bottom of the ninth tonight as a closer for the Yankees? I got two Yankee fans in the studio. In Tom, Tom Bauer and Harvey Cruz, I'm going to ask them in a minute who they have. And I'll tie it into our poll question that you quickly can check out at Hardest the ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM and get your votes in right now. Let's go back to the phones. Lee's in Brooklyn. What's up, Lee? Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm doing great, Lee. What's going on, my friend? You were talking about the Jets. Who they, oh, yeah. Who do, they have to, who do they have to win the Super Bowl this year? Anyway, like, did that come out yet? Uh, I'm sure that there's a number of folks who think that the Rams will repeat. I guess there's a number of folks who also think that Tampa Bay has a shot. Uh, there's a number of different teams that you might consider coming out. Buffalo is, uh, you know, up there as well as a team that could possibly win the Super Bowl this year. Not the Jets, right? No. No. Okay. No, so, no. I would just basically, you know, the suggestion is just to enjoy the season. You know, I like when I go to a game and I'm sitting next to somebody who basically is there for the first time and mm. like, I'm just here to enjoy it. Right. And that's basically pretty much what it should be about, you know, with the Jets. You know, just basically going to enjoy a game. We know that they don't have the marquee players or the star players or the name players that basically – 
other teams have that will win the Super Bowl. You know, so mm-hmm. it's more or less like, you know, they can get defensive players, offensive players, you know, it's just not there. But it is going to be an enjoyable game. Do I, I, I enjoy seeing them, you know, going up and down the field, playing the game, you know, win or lose. It's, okay. it's just enjoyable. That's what I've become acclimated to with the Jets. You know, I'm not going there or I'm not watching it to see them win the Super Bowl. I just basically, you know, enjoy a good game. But um, you were talking about the, as far as the other other thing that basically you brought up about the Kevin Durant thing. Yes, yeah. It's a situation where it's like, hey, listen, whatever wants to be done, that's that's not the focus. To me, as the team is currently constructed or the spirit of the team, Mm-hmm. I just don't feel that they're going to do anything. There's other teams that basically are up and coming, and that will, I think, will go a lot further. If Even if the Brooklyn Nets did get Kevin Durant and everything went well, I just think that there's other teams that are up and coming that are on the, you know, the docket to basically win something this year rather than basically just be a team that's just trying to get put together like the Brooklyn Nets are. I hear what you're saying, Lee, and thanks for the phone call. You have some interesting thoughts, and and it's 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 great to know that that you can go through and watch a game like that. Sometimes I'm just I don't know that I can do that, Lee. I don't know that I can sit there if I'm going to a Jet game, okay? And and I'm I want to see, but then you might not be a Jet fan or a Net fan, so that might be the other, the way to look at it. But I would say if I'm a fan, okay, I kind of want to see, I want to see what my young quarterback can do. I want to see him make some plays. I want to see that there's hope for me getting to a Super Bowl. But I like how you're able to look at it. That's fabulous. Now, with the Nets, I would argue with you that if they could find a way to come to an agreement with Kevin Durant, that he can, much like with Kyrie, that you stay here for this year, okay? You stay here for this year. We can't nothing has come through that is a good trade for us. Okay? And and the trade has to be good for us, not just for you. And if they could find a way to get him to come back and at least start the season and find out what happens or stay for the year, um, then I think they have a pretty good chance of running it back with him and Kyrie if Kyrie's healthy. And Ben Simmons is healthy. I think they're one of the people, one of the teams that could represent the Eastern Conference in getting to the NBA Finals. I know last year was just disappointing. It was. But the year before, uh, you know, Durant was an inch away from hitting a three-pointer that would have had them beat the eventual NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. So while there are other teams who have more of this or more of that or more depth here or more experience or whatever you may think, this Nets team, with a healthy Ben Simmons, which is an asterisk, with Kyrie Irving that's available, which is an asterisk, and with Kevin Durant who's willing to come back and play one more year with his guy Kyrie Irving, which is an asterisk, uh, you could argue that if they could solve those things, those guys would be back. Now, the other side of it is Larry's, yeah, and, you know, if you could say I'll give you six lottery numbers that I know is going to win the big lotto, that's what we would do. <laughs> but I don't have those six lottery numbers. <laughs> but that, that's where the Nets are. Because here's the thing. 
the Nets are just not going to give him away. Even if he sits out, they're not going to just give him away. And it's going to be this chess match between the Nets and other teams in the NBA, which is, okay, they eventually are going to have to give him up. How long is it going to take for them to make a deal that's less than what they want for the talent that I'm getting? That would be the interesting question. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, hey, Larry. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Ira. How are you? Good. Just on my way home from camp, and you know, you know, it's amazing, Larry. And I don't want people to take this the wrong way, or you. It's all about Zach. He's the future. You know, hopefully, he's going to be the franchise quarterback for us. But walking away from practice today, watching Flacco with the ones all day today for the first time. All right. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I watched a jet practice. Okay, you go back to Sanchez. Okay, take away Fitzpatrick and Foss, because those were one-year deals, all right? So I'll go back to Pennington. I mean, this offense is operated so precisely. Flacco looked so sharp. He stood in the pocket. He moved when he had to. The balls were in the numbers. He did throw one pick. I think it was on – I thought it was on Conklin. I thought he he turned one way and he sure went the other way. But at at the end of the day – I'm not rushing Wilson back. I know he's the future, and I want to see how much better he can get this year. But if Flacco plays two, three games, and they're two and one, I'm riding it out. Uh, there's no way I'm going to pull Wilson out. There's no no way. You, 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 you lose credibility with the players because you see how the offense runs with a pure pocket passer like Flacco is. And honestly, I think he looked great today. All right, Ira. I'm I'm gonna see through your eyes. What did you see from What did you see from Wilson Friday night? What did I see from Wilson? Okay, he got out of the huddle quickly. He was in command of the offense. Uh, he made a bad interception, which he still stares down receivers. Listen, he's an athlete. You played, I played. It's hard to shut things down in the heat of the moment. You probably shouldn't have gone that extra couple of yards. But besides that, I didn't see much. Yeah, that, and, and you were looking to see something else. And here's the thing, Ira, we could argue that if he doesn't make the pick, he's not even in the game for that next series. That's exactly right. That's 100% right. Now, I watched him in practice, and he has gotten better as camp has gone on. Mm-hmm. But once again, there's a difference between a 37-year-old veteran who's won a Super Bowl and a lot of success because he's seen everything, yeah. and he still has a big-time arm to a kid that came from a small program that had a really shaky rookie year that is getting better but still has a ways to go. So in my books, if Flacco does play two or three games and is successful, I ride it out. And when you have to make the change, you're listening to make the change. All right, so I'm going to ask you one more thing, Ira, and I want you to be honest with me, as you normally are. Was, Flack, was, was, was Joe Flacco looking good because of the offense or because of the Jet defensive struggles? <laughs> I think it – no, 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 I, I get it. But actually, you know what? Um, Salah did blitz a couple of times, and okay. guess what? He stood in the pocket. He moved to his left. He moved to his right. He found the guy cutting the floor wide open. That's a play Wilson – he hasn't learned how to do yet. Wow. All right, I, I hear you. I, I, I got it. And, and see, that's that's a tough decision. And thanks for the phone call, Ira. That's the decision I'm talking about. Okay? 
Once again, I get it. I know it's about Zach Wilson. It's all about Zach Wilson. Is he our franchise quarterback? Is he going to be? What's the situation? We got to get him better. We got to put him in. I get it. I understand. That's why they put all the weapons around him. I understand. But I'm telling you, coach's job is to win games. And you're looking at a locker room with some, some yeah, a lot of young players. We're looking with some veterans in there. And I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it should happen. What I am saying is the thought's got to be there. If he plays well and this team is moving the offense the way it should, the thought's got to enter into his mind. Do I bring this kid back quickly? Or do I do the... Well, it's week to week. We'll see how he looks. We'll see how he feels this week. We're not trying to rush him back. When he's ready, we'll know he's ready. I mean, what did they do with Mike White last year and Zach Wilson? 